Welcome to Beyond the Field, a property and finance series powered by Money Empire. The content you are about to hear is designed to educate and inspire you to tick off your property and finance goals. And when we say beyond the field, we mean your field, whatever that may be. Money Empire is an experienced financial advisory firm with over 10 years experience. We deal in this world day in, day out and want to give you, the loyal listener, exclusive access to behind the scenes of the property and finance industry. We've helped thousands of clients with their financial journeys, everything from first home buyers right through to managing clients with extensive property portfolios from New Zealand and abroad. Each week, BTF includes special guest episodes. We chat with industry leaders, entrepreneurs, sports stars, and the stories of everyday people. Now it is your turn to take back control of your future. So kick back and absorb. My name is Kane Wallstrom. I'm Issa Nasiwith. And today's topic is actually from a BTF listener asking, I want to purchase an investment property and I want to know some key things to look for when doing so. So firstly, Issa, you've got to understand how much you can purchase for. Absolutely. This is golden rule number one. Figure out what your deposit is and what your max pre-approval is from the bank because there's no point going into this blinded and thinking you can afford an investment property where you can't. So purely understanding what you can purchase up to um, is a really good starting point. Secondly, you've got to realise or want to know, are you after capital gains or are you after yield? There is the mixture of both, but let's just stay on those. So firstly, ESA capital gains. Yeah, look, obviously every single person's uh, personal goals are different and understanding what they are first and foremost is key. But with capital gains, you're looking at maybe the long-term game around what you want to do, how far your house is going to go up in value and land is going to go up in value over a certain period of time. And if this is your focus, then obviously looking for good capital gains property is a good start. And the yield side, obviously, is a cash flow side. So um, you're looking for probably a cash flow that's going to reduce debt or pay down debt for that. Or if it's a mixture with other investment properties, not getting into too much detail, you might be wanting cash flow um, just from the interest being paid to supplement some of your other property portfolio. Thirdly, um, city versus region. So obviously, understand again what you're looking for. We always talk about spreading risk. Um, so not owning too many properties in one area, one suburb, one region, but really understand what you need. Yeah, absolutely. And again, personal preference and goals um, has a massive part to play in here. But really, you know, key to think long term game around what you want and what you want out of a region or all the city that you're looking in, you know, looking, taking into consideration government infrastructure, um, roading, public transit, all these types of things that can affect um, your investment property, um, not just in the short term and the long term, but really understanding where it fits for you and how you want to spread your risk is key. What I will say around city versus region, this is my personal opinion, city is obviously the bigger places where more people will desire, more, more people want to live. Um, you also to have more employment sectors, um, whereas in the regions, you may be confined to one employment area. Let's just look at, if I bring it up now is, is Queenstown very much a tourism pandemic hits we've never had this type of situation before and all of a sudden Queenstown is over flooded with properties um, and I suppose less people or desire at the, at the moment wanting to live there so you do have some issues in that so you just got to be really careful of the mixture you're looking at 
Um, fourth question or, or statement is, once you have located an area that you're wanting to invest in, um, you've got to work out what type of property you're after. And what I mean by this is, if you're after, obviously, a full site, a cross lease, uh, an apartment on unit title. Um, so yeah, just explain some of those, Isa. Yeah, look, obviously there's people out there and investors out there that see the value in the land and hence would like a full site um, and an investment property on this. People would, without getting into the nitty gritty, would look at the unitary plan and um, the potential to maybe subdivide that property in the long-term future or add a second dwelling. These always come into um, people's minds when they're deciding on an investment property. Maybe it's a simple cross-lease property. Um, you might not get the as big a capital gains off those properties as say a full site um, but sometimes the numbers work and then you could even look at a um, the right unit on a right unit title and look at the cash flow uh, side of things and the uh, you know the the returns you're getting and yield you're getting from the rental income alone. So again, these are the different types of um, questions you've got to ask yourself when looking at an investment property purchase. So once you've um, stipulated the area you want to buy and and the type of property you're looking for, then you really I suppose honing it into location and, and suburb. And um, you're looking at public transport routes. Um, you're looking at schoolings. You're looking at zonings. Um, you go far as neighbours, so you're really trying to work out what the benefactors long term will be for you when you either do resell or what you may receive in rent. So these are some of the really key areas at a high level that you want to be looking for uh, when doing this and doing some research around expansion. Hey, what is the council or the local government or whatever it may be uh, be putting into this, into the next budget? Um, and looking for, I suppose, ways that your property will go up in value or up in rent. Um, the next one would be, I suppose, once that, that defined property that you have uh, wanted to potentially make an offer on um, is understood. Um, you, some of the things we always say to uh, our clients is um, understand probably what the seller's objectives are, first and foremost. So why are they selling the property? Um, look at past data history. You've got one roof and homes.co.nz you can pull a little bit from so you can get a bit of history on there. Um, work out the exact cash flow on that property. So A, what your mortgage is going to be, what your interest rates will be, so that will give you your interest cost for yearly. Work out what um, your rates, your insurance are going to be. Property the, manager fee. Property manager fee, what the rental income may be. So you'll be able to work out, hey, is this mortgage going to be a principal interest mortgage? It's going to be an interest-only mortgage. Am I using it for capital gains or cash flow, whatever it may be? So really getting down to the detail and that exact property numbers uh, making sure your bank ticks off the actual property as security. Yeah, absolutely. And understanding that the bank will have a specific value that they see the property is at. Um, understanding how much lending they're going to lend against that, um, unless, again, they may require a registered valuation. Taking into account all these things um, and getting things ticked off from the bank um, is just as high a priority as, say, a building inspection. Absolutely. And then lastly, I always say, engage with a professional being a solicitor to check off the sale and purchase the building report if you need to get one title on the limb um, and then also too if you need to engage with an accountant around ownership 
around structure of this. So is there anything else that you should quickly, uh, I suppose, add to what we've just talked about? No, I think we're always very wary to say, hey, if this is a pure investment and is not a property you're going to invest in or live in in the future, then try not to have too many emotional attachments to it. Um, This can be key and this can often um, sway people away from making really, really key decisions um, if there's a lot of emotion tied to this attachment. So if it's an investment property, make sure it works, make sure it fits your goals, make sure the numbers are crunched correctly and then it's a sound investment. And lastly, understand what your exit strategy is. Am I going to hold this for five or ten years and then sell off? Or am I going to hold this property because the cash flow wise I can actually pay down the debt, reduce um, my mortgage, create equity and leverage or whatever it may be. So just to understand what your exit strategy is. Listeners, this has been a topic on from an actual uh, listener, a uh, question sent in to um, if I want to buy an investment property, what would be some of the big key things to look at? If you have any questions on this or any previous podcast, please write to us on our social platforms. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. For more information on this episode and hundreds more, you can visit us at Beyond the Field Podcast on all social platforms. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button. Now it's your turn to take control and build your empire beyond your field.